Welcome back to the show. Uh, well, first of all, welcome Taylor back to the show. It's been a while. It has been a while. I'm glad you're back, though. I'm glad to be back. It's hard to do a one-man interview. You've been doing a really good job. Oh, thanks, man. I've I enjoyed s- listening and watching. I, I set you up for that. Today we have a very special guest, Mr. Dane Smith. You may have recognized this mug on season nine of Ink Master, representing Indianapolis. The owner, one of the owners, one of the seven owners of Fountain Square Tattoo, Dane Smith. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, you have a couple tattoos, I noticed. <laughs> yeah, just like one. I just found one out. One big one. One I, big one. Yeah. I found out pre-show yeah. that he has um, an identical twin brother, which is he an indie? Yeah, he tattoos with me. At, at Fountain Square? Yeah. So the reason he got a tattoo is so they stopped, like, people were getting them mixed Confused, up. Confused, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, totally. That's why. <laughs> I got LASIK, too, and he has glasses now. So oh, great. perfect. So no one, what's his name? Devin. All right, we'll Shout have, out to Devin. We'll yeah. have Devin on the show Devin afterwards, Smith. and we'll be able to, we'll be able to dif- differentiate. So we're sharing a mic today because Remington forgot the other mic. Um, so if you're watching this, it might get uncomfortable at times. Just roll with it. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, so Dane, you were on Ink Master, and um, I'm just so Ink Master. If you guys haven't seen it, is kind of like a Survivor with tattoos. Is that a, I mean, just a reality show where you have I mean, Big Brother with tattoos, right? Yeah, I would say that. That's pretty accurate. It's like 30% reality, 40% game show, and the other like 30% is just like random crap. <laughs> it is. It does get dramatic at times. Yes, they really love drama. Do you are so when you were there? Did you feel like you were spending as much time like being coached on like what to say as you were actually doing tattoos? No. Uh, so like the tattooing part, like if you be honest, like when you're doing the tattooing, that's like the only time you feel comfortable because you're doing something that you're so familiar with. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're put into reality scenes where you have to like talk to like a co-competitor, it's totally different. And they they try to coach you to, like what to say or whatever, but really it's just trying to corral the mob. Mm-hmm. Where you're trying to like get all these like jerks in a room to like shut up for like two seconds and have like a cohesive thought. I was proud of you. So when I found out, uh, what's interesting is I found Dane because I actually posted on Facebook looking to get some new ink, and I want to know who's the best in indie. And Dane was tagged in that post, and that at that same moment I was watching Ink Master, and it was season nine, and. I looked at the name and I looked up and there he was, and <laughs> along with his partner April, which this was, that was the first season where they actually did like shop. Yeah, it was shop wars. We What's the difference? Uh, we uh, represented Artistic Skin Designs, which is our sister company of Fountain Square, and basically, as you win as a team, lose as a team was the motto, and it was pretty accurate. And the worst thing too is that every time a shop would be eliminated they would bring in another shop. Mm-hmm. So we were there originally, and then we would just be sitting there watching people get eliminated, and then bring another group in, and you're like, this is like literally the never-ending battle that you'll never win. <laughs> I didn't like that, because I felt like, so do you understand what he's saying? Yeah, for sure. So, so it's, it's, it, was, it was frustrating, because like if you're there from the first episode, and then someone comes in episode like 10, mm-hmm. they could be there for like three episodes and win the and show. Win the show. Yep. That didn't seem just. No, I mean, well, it's... And then the rationality was like, oh, they've already been on it before. I'm like, yeah, well, that's even more unfair. Like, right. it was it was kind of set up for the veterans, the people returning to win, right. which I understand. Like, they've got to do that. That's got to be a gimmick. It's got to be like sellable. 
but it was definitely like one of those things where you're as a competitor being a fresh person in there being like this is gonna end bad <laughs> <laughs> well I anyway so when I was watching the show I was like really impressed I was like I'm glad these two are representing Indy they were their tattoos were flawless and honestly like the tattoo there was you were down to how many you were in the finals there was down to like four or five uh, shots right it was like we were like top we were Episode 11 is when we were eliminated. There are 14 or 15 episodes, so it wasn't the top, but the way that it worked was that basically it was between three other people and we had a freehand challenge. And like the weird thing too is that normally when you do these challenges and when you get up in front of the judges, they use like your report card to like kind of help you go through. But it's like our team, April and I, won the most tattoos out Mm -hmm. of any other team in the entire show and the flash challenges. And it was just like, so none of this matters, does it? And they're oh, like, that's too bad. It's all right, though. You know the thing that I I was bitter about it when it first happened, and then I was like, I don't really care. I'm so stoked to go home. Like, well, you even awesome. said that. Like, as <laughs> as they're walking out, so they pack. It's all dramatic, right? They pack up their shop. They pack up all their tools. And then as they're walking out, he goes, I'm so ready to go home. <laughs> and it was like the most vulnerable moment, I think. So You're stoked. like, it's fine. I'm going home. You it's know, awesome. Business is good. Well, I did feel like, so the tattoo you got, and, and maybe we can uh, flash uh, or have a link to the oh, tattoo so weird. that he, he did, uh, that he got voted off on. <laughs> and it was a great tattoo, but it was weird. It was just different. It was weird. What was the tattoo? It was like a weird, wacky wolf head. Okay. So like when I sit down to draw, like I usually just make like weird things out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that I was kind of overthinking it. And I also had like six of my friends around me being like, oh, do this, do this, mm-hmm. do that. And I'm like please stop. stop. Like <laughs> I've got to come up with something in the next 30 minutes and get it done in like five hours. And I'm going to get compared to these other three people. Like, please chill out. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the other tattoos were like, they were good, but they were basic. They were very like appealing to the crowd. Yes. And very like, smart, which is what Safe. you probably should have done. Yeah. Very smart. Yeah. I don't know. I was frustrated. I was cheering so hard. Like, I, I don't know if you get like that. Do you, do you have reality shows that you just like, you cheer so hard? It's been a while, but yes, in the past I have got really intense into them and it's kind of embarrassing, but yeah, you pull for your favorites, obviously. Yeah, obviously. So do you still watch the show? Uh, I just recently watched uh, season 10 because my friend DJ, who won our season, mm-hmm. he was on it mm-hmm. and he ended up, spoiler alert, it's already out, so right. he ended up winning again, yep. but I watched it again and it was... That season was like, I don't think ours was that dramatic, and I probably that's why it didn't sell as well. But like that season was literally just like people screaming the entire time. So when you say it didn't sell as well, like you actually know what the ratings were? I I don't think our ratings did really well just because of like everybody kind of got along with each other because we were built, everybody had like a built in like partner. Mm-hmm. So like when you're in an environment with people that you're supposed to yell at and like scream and stuff, mm-hmm. there's no like, there's no life raft. But we all had a built-in life raft. And I brought my girlfriend, so it was, like, super easy. We were like, hey, these people are crazy. We are like, yeah, sweet. And they are like, let's just, like, not do this. We're like, yep, okay, cool. Like, Well, the drama that did happen in season nine was there was a group of three um, three teams that got labeled the Cool Kids Club. That was us. That was, You were one of yeah. them. And I feel like that was detrimental uh, to your was, success, to your I was stoked you, to be the I've cool. I've never kids? been the cool kids club. This is great. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I was yeah, like, oh my go. god, I'm finally cool. This yeah. is awesome. You guys think I'm cool? <laughs> <laughs> so it was so weird because like when the show first started, it was like we were not in the cool kids club. Like me and April weren't, but then we won two episodes, and then they were like, oh, we should probably bring them into this like alliance thing, and like mm-hmm. the producers obviously will be like, oh, like. 
how do you feel about mm-hmm. being in an alliance? And you're like, oh, sure, like, whatever. Like, those people are nice. Like, I'll hang out with them. <laughs> and then they, like, you end up hanging out with them and you're like, oh, like, this is really neat. And you guys, it's like almost like forced friendship. Right. But it works out. Like, you actually end up, like, really loving those people. Like, they're all my friends. I love them. I have yeah. all their phone numbers. We talk all the time. We have a group chat. Like, it's awesome. Like, forced friendship like when you you know as a parent you introduce your children to each other and yeah. it's like don't like that kid yeah right? it's like ah, we're yep. not going to that birthday party but you know yeah. you kind of feel forced because you're invited it works it does so tell me about the host so explain there's three hosts of the, or there's one host and, and two judges right mm-hmm. so like explain explain their relationships with each other and the in the group okay so there's oliver uh peck and there's chris nunez both of them tattooing about 25 years uh, Oliver Peck is like the traditional American traditional kind of like side of it kind of just like he's really nice but he has this old you guys have probably not been around old school tattooers but he's definitely got that old school tattooer mentality where I just will make fun of everything and everybody around me just because mm-hmm. it's hilarious and this is all a big joke <laughs> at Chris other Nun- people's expense exactly and Chris Nunez is more of like the he used to be a big jerk and big egotistical like jerk like the whole time and he will admit this too but he's like the most relaxed nicest chill person ever and he's like the japanese side mm-hmm. more technical more art side he's more about that so oliver offers like the application chris offers like the flow and the artwork and just the overall appealing and then usually uh dave navarro is like a tiebreaker he is so nice <laughs> he's a nice guy like he's got a lot to say about stuff and he's never like overstepping his bounds as far as like tattoo terminology or technical application he's just like i think that looks nicer so i'm gonna go with that yeah <laughs> well he says that on the show and he's he's the the guitarist for red hot chili peppers right? yeah red hot chili uh and jane's addiction and, jane's and red addiction. hot chili but it seems like he's really hit his stride with his show like this is mm-hmm. his his brainchild i think he owns it but that's probably wrong so don't call me on that well he he's definitely the creator of it yeah um, yeah 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 definitely yep. maybe like he's, he has a big Big stake in it. He's probably going to listen to this episode and then he'll email us about what is actually <laughs> the, the true logistics he might. of the show. Yeah. He's got a lot of time on his hands, I feel like. <laughs> so is he? So here's what I feel like. I feel like on the show, like they obviously coach you on what to say or how to say it at times. But the the, the judges sometimes feel like they're def, they're definitely on when they're off camera. Is it is it different? Do you feel different? Like do they like talk to you differently? Yes. Like, uh, like during the tattoos and sorry i'm so sorry no that was quick yeah yeah no they do like chris like would like chris especially would come around just like talk to you and hang out and be like super friendly and like he's like oh man how's your morning this morning i was like oh it's all right i didn't get to eat much and (laughs) you know i obviously didn't sleep at all and there's like 14 other dudes in a room and they're all snoring and it was awful and he's like yep that's what you signed up for in the same room yeah it's like military bunker style the men on one side women on the other side and then it was just a rotating cast of a bunch of old dudes just snoring and farting and eating. And oh, man. Just, it just smelled like B.O. and like farts so all day. So that's why at the end of the episode, he's like, I'm ready to go home. Yeah, you're, no, it's, it's fatigue. It's like, it's yeah. literally, it's almost like a war of attrition if you think about it. Because eventually, if you just keep going, the, the people coming in will win. Well, and so they force they force this drama on you sometimes, and they, you got into it with one guy. I can't remember who it was. A couple of times. Uh, Made Rich. Yes. Uh, we had, I had like a, I say like arch nemesis but yeah he came into the show 
basically even when the cameras are off is just like trying to fight and just trying to like argue with people to like start stuff so that way that drama would be more entertaining so that way he could almost like justify his spot being on the show and I hated it because I was like I literally love tattooing so much and it's the only thing that makes me happy and you don't care at all about it you the only thing you want to do is be a famous person yeah and I don't understand how your brain works because what was interesting is Dane in the first few episodes Dane was non-confrontational and not not in the drama as always other teams going back and forth as soon as this guy (laughs) got on the show I, and I think like Dane's kind of like a protector because I think he's kind of coming at different people and Dane's just like, he unloaded. I was like, where did this come from? Well, the thing, the biggest thing that I think that I really didn't like was that he was just basically using his merit that he had, but he didn't have any. Right. Because like, he didn't have a merit. Like you never won. You're always at the bottom. Even when we didn't yeah. send you to the bottom, they ripped you apart. And then I won like, like April and I won like two or two challenges right after that. First episode, second episode. Got second place this third episode, won the like eighth or whatever. But it was like the entire time I had this guy yelling at me saying how awesome he is. And I'm like, dude, you haven't won or did anything great. Like, you're terrible. (laughs) And then he's screaming at everybody else. I'm like, you're yelling the loudest one in the room, but you have nothing to back up anything. And it was so frustrating. And yeah. turns out like later after the finale, he came up to me and was just like, Hey, can we be friends? And I was like, I would love to be friends with you. I was like, I've literally been trying to be nice to you the this whole time, time. <laughs> but you've just been berating everybody. But with you this. guys still got into it in the finale. Did you not? That. Okay. So <laughs> the way that the finale works, I probably can't even tell you guys this, but I don't really care. So whatever. The way the finale works is everything isn't like, like pseudo scripted or whatever where they like set you up they're like hey you know like made rich really thinks that like you guys are targeting him and how do you feel about this and you reply to the producer and they'll be like hmm you want to say that and you're like uh yeah i guess like sure whatever they're like okay cool there you go that's your line you're like what (laughs) yeah but they're they're super nice a lot of the drama and everything is pretty real and people they target these people and have these people come out of this comp- com- uh, competition not because they're amazing tattooers a lot of times but because they are cartoon characters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right human cartoon but characters. they mix in the other tattoo artists because i i was asking you pre-show about how you actually got on the show and i always thought that like it was kind of like american idol style where they like they mm-hmm. all get in a room and whoever tattoos oh best. my god no but they actually they actually <laughs> they actually sought you out yeah they mm-hmm. uh they ended up calling uh me they were called me at my shop and they were like hey uh would you be interested this is one of the uh casting calls for ink mm-hmm. master or whatever and i was like i don't know actually let me ask They're like it's shop for so you need to bring somebody so i asked my twin brother Devin. And he was like, no way. That sounds terrible. He's like a very introvert. Mm-hmm. He's not into that. That just sounds terrible for him. I was like, that's cool. I get it. And then they were like, hey, can you fill the form out? And I filled it out. And then they were like, you need to find a teammate. And I found, I was like, uh, well, I guess if nobody will do it, my girlfriend, April, who is arguably be a better tattooer than I am. So I was like, it makes sense. Right. But she was like, yeah, I'll do it if nobody else does it. So <laughs> she ended up getting tagged along into it. She did. She did great. So that was awesome. She was funny. It was, it was funny to watch the dynamic because it wasn't all couples. Some of them were like friends. Some mm-hmm. of them were married couples mm-hmm. dating. And uh, yeah, you could definitely tell she would she would she would take Dane aside a couple. He was getting kind of heated. She'd be like, "It's Aww. okay, buddy." Nice. It was it was kind of annoying sometimes. <laughs> it's like just shut up. It's <laughs> not fine. on camera. Well, yeah, they do exactly, flash challenges. Right? So like the some of the, one of the coolest parts of the show. I really enjoy um, the show is the the artistic part of the show. The flash challenges have sometimes they have nothing to do with tattoos so like you're you're putting together some piece of art using like duct crap tape or like stuff you mm-hmm. know did was that 
I mean, you guys came up with some really cool pieces. Was it that pretty was, challenging, though? It was literally the, some of the stupidest, hardest stuff I've ever done, ever. It was like, okay, uh, so we have this stuff that is normally used for felt. It's called flock. <laughs> it's basically just powdered, like, it's powdered fabric. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it goes everywhere. And they want you to, like, stick it on a board by cutting out pieces of the board and then stick it on into place. After that episode, everybody had like multicolored boogers and like it in their body. Like, and it's like, apparently, it's like terrible for your health. Yes. Yeah, and then, like, great. one person ended up puking that day because of all the stuff he ingested. Oh. Like, it's weird stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh man, I saw this on YouTube. And like, one of the tech guys was like, yeah, we should make them do that. And then they're like, okay, bring they, in the board. They make you do it on a grand scale in front of everybody, filmed in front of like three million people. The first one was cool. That was ice sculptures. Had you ever done an ice sculpture before that? That was really cool. And no, I have not. It was awesome. I It was very cold, but they wouldn't give us chainsaws, so we had to do everything with rotary tools and chisels. Ugh. But it was it was hard. And I get why they didn't give a bunch of like crazy <laughs> people that are barely slept at all chainsaws. But Well, if they wanted drama... That would they would have awesome. given I'll you tell the chainsaws. I'll tell you what's drama, though. So these flash... How long do those flash challenges take? Uh, anywhere from three to, like, six hours. Three to six hours. So if you're thinking about watching this show, right? You're watching the show, and in the first five minutes, it's, like, the intro. They introduce the guests. They, they talk about the show. And then in the next five to ten minutes, they show the progression of this fat flash challenge. But it's really three to six hours. So you're pouring your, your like, mm -hmm. blood, sweat, and tears into this project. And within five minutes, it looks mm -hmm. like they just tear it apart. Yep. Only one person wins. You just spent six hours doing this piece of trash that no one likes. Yep. And that, and then they're standing there shivering because they're like on this block of ice. I mean, the the drama ensues pretty naturally at some points. I would think with a yes. drama, with a class like that. Well, and if you think about it too, like you are living with the other people too as well. Right. Like I think a lot of people don't think that they're like, oh, you lived in a hotel. Like no, we didn't. We lived with each other. That drama a lot of the time is real because if you put a bunch of people in a room together and you make them live together, eventually they're gonna get on each other's nerves. Right. Right, on camera and off camera. Yes. Was there anything that was happening um, behind the scenes that uh, when you're watching, because you said you watched season 10, which would have been mm -hmm. the episode, or the season afterwards, is there anything you're watching you'd be like, oh, that's what's really happening? Like, are you kind of dissecting behind the scenes? or is it Yeah, uh, reality TV show has been ruined for me. I can't watch them anymore. Really? Because everything, everything, even if it's not scripted, everything is definitely like co... Like, Everything is kind of like put in an area like they'll like set up things like it's just to like to get you to do something or mm -hmm. to get a reaction. And it's like it's almost like human corralling. And I get it like if they're supposed to do that. It's supposed to be entertaining. Like no one's going to watch it. If it was really just a bunch of tattooers in a room talking to each other. Mm -hmm. No one will watch that. We need to make the YouTube series of that because I think it would take. That's off. what I was saying. Like, because it it's so be authentic as, to actually be in the yeah. show. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be as mass appeal. But right. like, I the, the, sometimes the I, I used to flash forward. Like, I watched seasons before, but then I watched the entire episode when when Dane and April were on. But like, I I would fast forward to get to the tattoos because the tattoos, in my opinion, this is the coolest are part. The coolest mm -hmm. part. That's what I used to do too when I watched it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I watched like every single season before we went on because I was like, I got to know what the hell I'm doing because right. this is gonna be insane. Right. Well, but then, but then you do get, you do get, you start watching and you do get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm kind of invested in these characters. Like, I want to know what's going on. Like, why is he upset right now? So you go, mm -hmm. you rewind and you're like, oh, that's why he's upset. He's not going to do a very good tattoo right now. Yeah. And they'll, <laughs> and they'll set that up too. Like you can kind of tell like, oh, this guy's coming on and he's talking about his backstory. I'm like, he's probably going to win because they want to make sure that you can connect with the character. Right. Exactly. And it's, and it's, it's just like, mm -hmm. I get it. Like it's movies. Like I understand, like you've got to. 
mm-hmm. you've got to make it entertaining. Yeah, you got to tell the story. That's what exactly the narrative. Like right. if there is no narrative, it's not. It's just chaos, and then no one can watch it. Mm-hmm. And you, no one wants to watch chaos. Yeah, or uh, it's organized chaos. Yes. People will watch that, but just chaos in itself is. You can only take so much. So I want to shift gears because we got this amazing artist in our studio and we're talking about reality TV, but I want to know about tattoos. So what got you into tattoos? How many tattoos have you done? Uh, how many tattoos have I done? I'm sure you count. You have a tally. <laughs> Every time he finishes one, he tallies it how on the wall. How many poops have you ever taken? <laughs> uh, base. scare if you knew that. Yeah, right? You're like 4,605. I was about to say, but that would be weird. So It would be. Uh, so I've been tattooing for about 10 years now. I started... Uh, tattooing actually in high school I got like some crappy eBay kit and ruined all my friends lives and skin <laughs> and I did that for like two years and I ended up getting a going to college and being like oh man I still really love tattooing and tattoos so I ended up getting a proper apprenticeship mm-hmm. which is the smart way to do it and learning from a tattooer and then getting thrown into that way hmm. uh, I, I've always been obsessed with tattoos because of my great-grandpa had military tattoos and I would just always used to draw myself and like mm-hmm. study hall and like it was just so cool. It was like the one thing that you could draw and it would have to like flow with the body like versus like drawing out a piece of paper. It's a square formula. Your body is like literally just like it's a tapered tube that's like constantly like rotating and altering sizes. So it's like it's a different medium. It's also really, 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 really hard. That was one of the most impressive parts when I'm watching the show is not only like the drawing capabilities, but how it looks on the canvas, how it looks mm-hmm. on the skin. Yep. Important. Because if you put it in the wrong place or if you put it like just a little bit off, it changed the entire dynamic of that tattoo. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching a couple of the shows thinking, man, he's killing it. But then when they started dissecting, I was like, that's mm-hmm. not the same tattoo I thought it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times through the pictures and stuff will be altering. Like they'll kind of like alter. They'll kind of like they will if they want to take a bad photo of your tattoo, they can't. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, but it's just like a lot of times people want to get tattoos. They're always thinking about like parallels. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's an arm. So it's going to go up and down. Well, not really. I was like, it can go like more like oblique or diagonal. And that way it can like flow with your arm. Everything kind of needs to like go with your body and look like it was always there. And the Japanese have been doing this for like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And now like we're finally like still really focusing on it and like making sure that you were like, looked like you were born with it mm. rather than just like sticker, like putting mm, a sticker on. Like yeah, you're not a, I haven't heard that perspective. Like before. you're That's, not, you're not a, you're not a, you're not a bike or you're not a laptop or you're not a, you're, you're not a suitcase. You're not sticking stickers on your body. You're sticking like something that needs to like look like it was been there. It's kind of like if you're modeling a car and you're putting pinstriping on it, you're following the contours of the body. Mm. It's just so that way it makes it more interesting. It looks like it was been there. Like if you see a car with pinstripes on it, it looks great, right? Mm-hmm. looks like it was there. It looks like they made it like that see a car with a sticker on it you're like that looks like <laughs> it's, it's like it's like a challenger right you're like that looks like crap like why did you do that mm-hmm. oh that's really cool and it's got flames it goes faster like, yeah it goes real fast now <laughs> it goes real fast now <laughs> implied speed yeah 45 percent faster guaranteed so what was your fast your first tattoo on yourself then uh, have you ever tattooed yourself yeah i uh, <laughs> When I was learning, I was definitely like tattooing my thighs and stuff, and luckily all those are covered up now, <laughs> thanks to my friend Colin. Uh, but my first tattoo, I think it was on my—it's gone now, <laughs> but it was on my—it was on my knee, and it was like, God, what was it? Your first tattoo was on your patella. Yeah, it was on. It was on my. It was like above my knee. Above your mm-hmm. knee. Yeah, because if you think about it, like when you're sitting down, like that's the most logical sketch pad 
because it's right in mm, front of you. It's right yeah. next to you. Yeah. So that's where usually like apprentices or tattooers have like the worst tattooers on worst tattoos on their knees because like or their legs because the first one. It's right there. Mm-hmm. You can just get to it like anytime. You're like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like I'm making a fish. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a fish. I think it was a koi fish. So. <laughs> I can't even handle this. Hashtag making a fish. Yeah. Um. Well, this this has been so loaded. I. I, I'm interested to talk about specifically you you running the business because after you've been on Ink Master, I'm sure you got a ton of people calling saying they want a tattoo by by Dane in uh, April or something like, or maybe not. Maybe did he follow like, up with you to get a tattoo? No, he didn't. It's oh, okay though. Yeah, it's actually went. That's not re- true. No, that's not true. I did. I called him and I had. I I'm working on something that he's I not. To get that he's not. I'm dragging my. He's not. not. It's okay. Oh. It's not a big deal. He doesn't. He's challenging me. He wants me to do it. So the thing is that. The show doesn't bring, I really hate, like, I would say it's 70% people just wanting a tattoo to you to do it. The way I always describe this analogy is that you, let's say that you are a bag. You are a handbag, right? Okay, now you're you're a chrome bag. You're like a really durable bag. It's waterproof. You're a good quality bag. It costs a little bit, but you're like, you're worth the investment. When you go on the show, you become a Louis Vuitton or like a, mm-hmm. or like a Gucci bag. Mm-hmm. You're actually like probably not as durable as the chrome bag but you're four times more money and people don't want to buy that they don't want to buy that gucci bag or they don't want to buy that chrome bag anymore because they could buy the gucci bag because oh i got tattooed by so and so it's a it's a status symbol it's not that they care about your actual work Mm -hmm. so a lot of it's just like they they want to get tattooed by you because of your name and because the people told you to but it's not because they actually enjoy your work or follow your work or like what you do which is kind of a bummer. So there's a lot of people like that now. They just want you to do like a little name or a little script. And like I have like minimums now and stuff that I operate on. So like I don't have to deal with that as much anymore. Well, that's cool that you have that opportunity to like if, if you're at high demand, you can raise prices and work with the people that you want to do because you have a kind of a unique style that you enjoy working with. Mm-hmm. And you do you specialize in, in black and gray? Uh, No, I've been just getting a lot of it lately. Okay. I love it. I like the way black and gray looks better than, than color, to be honest. The way it heals is way better than color. Over time, 10, 20 years, way better. So, Well, we're nearing the end. Um, one thing we ask our guests to do is is challenge the listeners with like a, a question of the day, like something that you think about a lot that um, you, can, you can ask the listeners. So while you're thinking about that, I have one last question. Um, what, what was one of your biggest challenges? Because I'm sure, you know, we're definitely going to have a lot of people who are artists that are going to be listening and watching this episode. Um, I guess this could even help with your question of the day. But, like, what, what's, what's the challenge that you overcame to get to the point where you're at? Because you're, you're successful now. You've got your own shop. Um, you've obviously been, been on the show. Um, but you're doing well. And I feel like a lot of artists specifically here struggle. So how did you overcome that challenge? Sleep less sleep less like literally just do like everything like i think the problem with people is that when they see something like like they see a successful person or they see a thing on tv or they see something they like they only see the production they only sorry they only see the show they never see the production they don't see that that person took hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of drawing or hundreds and hundreds of hours of tattooing like i worked 90 80 hours weeks and anybody can tell you that's worked with me that like i'm literally the most obsessive compulsive probably jerk to work with but like i will be there earlier than you i will stay there later than you and i will work harder than most anybody that you'll meet because i love tattooing and i love what i do for a living and it doesn't seem like work but for the five for like the five years that i did that straight it was chaos it was a lot i lost relationships i lost friendships i don't have many friends anymore because of it and that's okay though because i gained like real friends but you people are so bent on like 
people want instant gratification. They want to be able to pick up a guitar, they pick up a pen, they pick up, you know, anything and just be able to like completely create and see what they see on television rather than actually making something themselves and realizing that if you love it a lot, you'll keep doing it even if it's hard. And it's going to be hard. It's going to suck. You're going to suck. You're going to fuck up a lot. I don't know if I can curse, but <laughs> you're going to mess up all the time. Like it's just going to happen. And I think people get discouraged with that. And it drives me up the wall because they're like, oh, I want to be a tattooer. I'm like, oh, do you? Like, Put in the work. Yeah, they're like, oh, I can't draw. And I've never been able to draw. And I don't have an interest in drawing. But you hang out with cool people and you go to restaurants and eat fancy mm-hmm. food and go around the country all the time. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, I did like a million hours beforehand of mm-hmm. doing stuff. And it's like I did it because I loved it, not because it was like going to make me famous. I love tattooing. And that's why the show sometimes made me upset because I was like, why are you doing this stuff? Tattooing's amazing. Mm-hmm. Put in the time. Put in the time. Dane, thanks for being on the show. Thank uh, you. you can find Dane where on Instagram? Uh, my Instagram title is now danesmith.jpg. At danesmith.jpg. You can find us at As Indie Grows. Welcome back to the show, Taylor. Thank you. Thanks for having me.